Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Ashback. And I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. I'm a child. And I'm a mother. That's Meredith Brooke, isn't it? <laughs> I genuinely... Right. That was at one point in my life when I was a kid, my favorite song of all time. I was like, this is the peak of music. <laughs> this is what the Beatles were hoping for and leading to. Yeah, they never quite got this, to Meredith Brooke's I good. was going to be at her induction ceremony at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Do you think... That was when, my life goal. When, uh, you know, after Paul had, had passed and everything that... John, or sorry, after John had passed, that Paul was like, "Fuck, we never got there. We never plateaued." Yeah, we, we never peaked. Whenever Ringo heard that song, he's like, <laughs> "I had that inside me, and they wouldn't let me." Yeah, I think Ringo actually wrote that for Meredith Brooks as an insult to John, Paul, and George. Yeah, good. <laughs> uh, but anyways. This week, we are talking about the number ones for the month of January and a few sprinkling in for December because we never covered the December ones, and we figured that there were some big ones in there that we just shouldn't miss. Uh, and we're going to start, as we usually do, with one of the big two, and we're going to start with Marvel. Uh, first up is Avengers of the Wasteland, written by Ed Brinson and art by Jonah Scharf. Uh, Good. Well, we're going to go ahead and get my least favorite book out of the way immediately. Spoiler for this book. Never read the book we talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I I like Ed Brinson's uh, Brinson. I wasn't a huge fan of like. Is it uh, Brinson or is it Brisson? Brisson. Uh, I wasn't the biggest fan of Old Man Logan, uh, but I did. Lars. No, Man no, no. Logan? Sorry, Ed Brinson's okay. Old Man Logan. Uh, there are some parts I really enjoyed, but as a whole, I, I thought it ran for a little bit too long. But I really enjoyed his Old Man Hawkeye. I enjoyed his Old Man Star Lord. And this takes place in that same universe. So you liked it on your whole. Yes, that's that, okay, cool. finally someone reads between the lines. Uh, <laughs> So I enjoyed it. I think it was just a fun book. Uh, but I thought the best part was actually the opening. Whenever you see Doom uh, crush and kill Ultron, who's working as a mechanic. Like, that to me was, like, the most fun for this book. Yeah, the weirdest part to me was that Ultron was banging up some human lady. Well, I mean, if Ultron can destroy the Avenger, surely he, he can figure out a way to fall in love. <laughs> I, sure. I guess. Uh, next up is Doctor Strange, Surgeon Supreme by Mark Wade, art by Kev Walker. Uh, Mark Wade's been writing Doctor Strange for a bit now, and this is kind of, not really so much of a continuation, but it's kind of a fresh start for Doctor Strange in a role that I can't remember seeing him in, except for like issue one of Doctor Strange. Yeah, I want to issue a spoiler alert and say that none of these other books are my least favorite book of the month. <laughs> I thought they all were. Wow. <laughs> I color me shot. Yep. Uh, Mark Wade is an phenomenal writer uh go check out his daredevil run it is some of the best daredevil writing ever i love this book uh yeah. i thought kev walker's really art good. was was amazing and perfect for the uh, magical creatures that he created that were in the hospital uh, essentially the premise of this book is that dr strange is working at a hospital as a surgeon and i think but, he's trying to keep them from hagrid uh so he doesn't fuck all the magical yes creatures? That, that's exactly is it. That what it is? uh disney also bought the rights <laughs> to the harry potter universe <laughs> Uh, but uh, he's acting as a surgeon for only the most dire circumstances for basically afflictions that have a magical nature that require his scalpel and his magical powers. Yeah. Um, and maybe his dick. Uh, and it basically no, ends not up, his dick. No. That's a different uh, it basically ends with him being beat up by the wrecker and cast away. So I'm not really sure where we're going because we had a little bit of surgery at the beginning and now he's not acting as a surgeon. But I am curious. I thought this was really enjoyable. 
I I really liked it too. And I think now that I'm talking about it, um, the thing that comics is missing is porn parody. Uh, I Mark Laid would be a great is, comic porn parody. Is this writer. what you wanted out of DC's Black Label? <laughs> that's what I that's what I really really was hoping that it was going to be. Uh, DC didn't do it, so your move, Marvel. Uh, next up is Guardians of the Galaxy number one by Al Ewing, art by Juan Cabal. Uh, I loved Donny Cates' uh, 12-issue run on Guardians. I thought it was too short, <laughs> but something different we hadn't seen before. Uh, I think Al Ewing's a fantastic writer. We've talked about Immortal Hulk a fair amount. Uh, and this is kind of going back to the basics for the Guardians. We do see some of uh, Phyla and Moondragon, uh, which were part of Donny Cates' team. Uh, we still have Punk Rock Groot as well with Mohawk, uh, which is part of Cage's iteration. Um, and ending at Half Worlds is where that book ends. Uh, but this is basically about Rocket and Star Lord forming their own team for a new threat. That does start off a little bit slow. Starts off like uh, a world being destroyed, which is what we expect. But I thought the twist of it being the gods from Olympus, which I thought was a fun twist for the Guardians and stuff. I enjoyed that too. Um, it's about time that we we kind of get that mythos. In the Marvel Universe, and something that's extremely relevant. Yeah, and and who better than Al Ewing, who is arguably, um, if you ask any critic from last year, who the best writer on the best series was, and it would most likely be Al Ewing on Immortal Hulk. Uh, and I will say, like, we don't, we haven't got the Gods of Olympus in a long time in the Marvel Universe, or not nearly as featured as the as Guardians are. It's like a fraction of of the time the As Guardians have gotten. Uh, Hercules has been around for a bit, and we did have that great uh, reveal at the end with Hercules being chained up. Uh, And the Olympians were featured a bit in an Avengers book that was written by Al Ewing and two other people I can't remember right now, Uh, but not in this way. And we've never seen them powered up like this. Like, they almost look like they're heralds of Galactus, like the way they're drawn and look. uh, But And we have Richard Ryder back as Nova as well, and... I'm excited for this. It, I don't think it's going to be as deep as Kate's run, but I think it's going to be very enjoyable. I'm feeling we haven't seen the Guardians do before. There's definitely parts of it that are a little slower. Um, that being said, this is a hot fucking book, uh, and it was it was really really enjoyable. Something I'm going to collect in in trade format, I believe. Uh, something that I, I want to note: if you're interested in this book, go yesterday because I was at my store. Uh, I think a day and a half after this book came out and I got the last copy. Wow. That's surprising. Yeah. Uh, next up is Hawkeye Freefall by Matthew Rosenberg and art by Otto Schmidt. Uh, this was a book that I didn't have a lot of hopes for, even though I've liked a lot of Matthew Rosenberg stuff. I hated his run on uncanny X-Men, uh, but I really enjoyed his six issue run, five issue run on multiple man. So I wasn't sure what I was going to get. Yeah. You were um, a slut for multiple man, but you're also a big Jamie fan. Uh, so, and I think in the back of my mind too, like I will always have Matt Fractions, uh, and David Audra's Hawkeye run, like in that's, the back of my that's mind. That's what I had in the back of my uh, mind too. But this was something different. But oh, you mean inc- the greatest Hawkeye run of all time? <laughs> yeah. 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 This was something different, but I thought it was a lot of fun. Like this book was just fun, which is kind of a breath of fresh air. I thought, uh, with Hawkeye, it's very quippy throughout the book. Uh, Otto Schmidt's art, I think is beautiful. He did, uh, he did, was the artist on Green Arrow for a long time with Benjamin Percy. Was he really? Yeah. Didn't know uh, that. And I really like his art style. Um, Hawkeye's got a new girlfriend and night nurse. He's someone dressed up in the Ronin costume. Uh, and we don't know what their goal or what they're trying to frame him. 
Uh, he was accosted by accosted by Winter Soldier and Falcon because they thought that he murdered people, and he just argued with them instead of breaking out into a fight. There's great jokes too, as well, to where like uh, Winter Soldier was impressed by how Hawkeye kept his ear to the ground, and got all the info, and Falcon reveals because he paid Turk four hundred dollars a month for info. Yeah, yeah. he was like, yeah. Ah, "That's not true." Yeah, he was like, "It was five hundred. Yeah, <laughs> or like the scene like where it's implied that. Uh, Night Nurse and Hawkeye are in bed uh, doing what couples do together, but in the back of his mind... Sex. They do sex. I just want uh, to throw that in there. In the back of his mind, he kept thinking uh, about what was going on with uh, the hood, uh, and so he interrupted what he was talking about, or interrupted what they were doing uh, to talk about that. It's just like, it's fun, it's quip, and there was a great bit, too. It was almost like that meme where it's like, he's probably thinking about another girl, and yeah. he's thinking about <laughs> Super Billy. Yeah. <laughs> there was a great bit, too, toward... The- the hood gets, he gets bailed out of jail, doesn't have to go to jail, the charges get dropped. He's driving away in his limo, and Hawkeye's yelling at him to make it, that they stop the car and let him in. So hood, hood actually stops the car and lets him in, which is not what Hawkeye was expecting, <laughs> as Ian says. Uh, so just great stuff like that that you don't see. It's it's not Matt Fraction's run, but it is just a run that's fun, a lot harder. It'll probably only be, a, imagine, a five or six issue book, but I'll, I think I'll enjoy every issue if it keeps this kind of pace. Man, I kind of am, am hoping for something longer than that. If it's five or six issues, yeah, yeah, I'll, I, I agree. The trade, uh, but like, I'll uh, read it. But I, yeah, I think this would be a fun successor. I'll steal it from yeah. the library. <laughs> <laughs> Good because public libraries are overfunded. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Alex's wife is a librarian for her job. Uh, next up is Marvel's or Marvel X, Marvel's X, uh, written by Alex Ross and Jim Kruger with a wonderful cover by. Uh, the incomparable Alex Ross. Uh, and I really, I had a lot of patience for this book because I'm not a big fan of Marvel or Marvel's Alex Ross's other books that he's written. Mm. But I really enjoyed this. I didn't expect much and it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It um, was surprisingly good. It was kind of like almost a zombie apocalypse type thing. Yeah. It actually, it was kind of more like an Inhumans happening. Yeah. And there, it reminded me there's a storyline a few years back where the Terrigen mist was running through countries. Uh, and converting people with the inhuman gene into being inhumans. Yeah. Uh, so remind me of that. And this takes place in Alex Ross and Marvel's world where everyone's a superhero, but this is kind of a prequel to it. And the story focuses on a boy who doesn't get powers, even though his family's either got powers or they're dead. Uh, but he was always the one that loved superheroes. So he doesn't want to know why. And in the end, he gets picked up by a trucker. But it's very wholesome. Yeah, it's not yeah. a sexual thing with yeah. the trucker. He's yeah. not a lot lizard of any kind. No, but he was also seemingly normal human, which is incredibly rare in this like dystopian world. That was actually facing. where Alex and I met was in a lot. One of us was a lizard and the other one was not. I'll let you guess as to which was which. It's a riddle. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's Gideon's not, basically. Uh and now we're going to talk about the latest number one on Star Wars, which is Star Wars by uh, Charles Sewell. Uh, this takes place between episodes five, five. five and six. Five and six. Five and six. Uh, oh, yeah, and, after the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, yes, and Kieran Gillen had a long run on Star Wars. Uh, Greg Pak had a shorter, much shorter run on Star Wars. Kieran and, Gillen had a massive yeah. fucking run, like eight or nine trades. Uh, and now Charles Sewell is taking over. And... I haven't been the biggest fan of like the Star Wars uh, book it's, like itself as far, but I thought the, a lot of the spinoff series have been better. 
Uh, but this book I like more than I thought it would. Like Matt mentioned, it takes place between episodes five and six. I think you mentioned uh, that, and I just yeah. confirmed by <laughs> saying, yeah, Carbonite. Uh, it deals with Luke directly dealing with like the loss of his hand, finding out that Darth Vader is his father. Yeah, he's really concerned about masturbation um, in this and, first issue. And wanting to know, if he's not a Jedi, like like what is he? If, like yeah. This is the kind of stuff that we didn't get to see on screen. And that's the kind of stuff I'm interested in. I could care less about the other Rebels and what they're doing. Like, I really only want Luke's story. The Rebel stuff is kind of boring to me. I guess we got Poe Dameron's dad, which I don't care about. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to call him James Dameron yeah. because I have no idea. If yeah, it's kind of like how I felt like when, when Krypton was out. Like, I don't care about Superman's grandparents. I really don't care about yeah. uh, Jor-El that much. Like, yeah. so it's like, I don't care what yeah, Charles Soule's trying to do. Care? But like, the, the Luke stuff is really interesting. Like, like yeah, Luke's sure. path to joining the dark side, I think is the most interesting thing because we don't get to see that. Does he join the dark side? Is it or is it spoilers? Uh, yeah, I mean he does in episode six when he's dressed in all black. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, man, you need to say spoilers for Star Wars. Did Hot six. Topic teach you nothing? <laughs> uh, next up is I think the books that had the biggest shoes to fill, uh, which is Thor number one by Donny Cates uh, and Nick Klein, uh, and we Matt and I have talked about Jason Aaron's run at length. Uh, for Thor. Yeah, which, by the way, uh, the volume two of Jason Aaron's uh, Thor run just came out, I want to say, literally the day we're recording this. So you mean like the omnibus up. run? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, go pick it up. I hope it's, not it's like volume two of like the, like in, from like the 2008 <laughs> run. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that just came yeah. out today, uh, a decade and a half later. Um, no, the omnibus version. Go pick it up. It's it's phenomenal. But this you is- can get it super cheap now. This is you should really go look at it. I mean, you should. It, you, it is a great run. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this yeah, is Jason dealing... Aaron is just really good at what he does. He writes really well. He's like he Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, this is dealing with the and I think fallout. A lot of people of would also Thor like dealing with being king. Isad Ribic's art in some of it is just mind blowing. Do you like Isad Ribic's art? Uh, I never heard of him. Uh, would you stop talking about Jason Aaron and get to Donny Cates's uh, Thor? Jesus Christ! And so. Thor obviously does not like the king parts of being king. He doesn't care about banquets or order. He doesn't care about feuds or disputes. He just wants one thing, and that's and that's to throw his hammer and bludgeon people. Yeah. Uh, where's the toss a coin to your Witcher song when you need it? That'd be great if that was playing in the background. <laughs> uh, but this was... Uh, but his interactions with like Loki were interesting as well. Like we see him struggle to pick his hammer. Loki points out, then he throws his hammer at Loki and hasn't stopped midair, which you haven't seen him do before. Uh, but then... He goes to give his grand speech to all the Asgardians, and it's interrupted because Galactus has crash-landed on the planet. Yeah. What a cool fucking yeah. twist. And I love, too, that he calls, like, the council of all the Herald of Galactus to get their counsel about what to do with Galactus, Galactus wants Thor's help. Yeah, and, and it was really, really kind of crazy because uh, Harold Galactus showed up. He <laughs> <laughs> was uh, a very minor Marvel character. Uh, he's just a rotund... Like, oopsie-doo yeah. kind of guy. We get to see uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider again, which is Donny Cates' uh, character. I don't think you laughed hard enough at, we, <laughs> at my Harold Galactus uh, joke. We get to see Silver Surfer, which Donny Cates is currently writing Silver Surfer as well. So you get to tie it back to his is own he, books. Though? I mean, he might be hiring a Ghost Rider. I don't know. Just I mean, Silver process. Surfer Black ended. It was only... I, I, posted, I only posted pictures on our Instagram uh, of the collected edition. Of, of him typing, the end. <laughs> That was our best 
uh, I would. That was uh, our best live I, I Instagram live dead. yet. I, I want more because they they collected it in a treasury edition, yeah. which isn't normal. And I agree. And Donny K seems to be doing like six and twelve issue stuff lately for yeah, Marvel, and it's does. like, well, I guess we say that, but like he just did Absolute Carnage and Venom for like a billion issues as well. But we're <laughs> saying we need a billion issues on everything. Uh, and twist at the end, uh, Galactus makes Thor a herald of Galactus. Oh wait, he's he's doing Venom. I thought he was doing Ben Um. He's doing both. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what do you think of this book? Thor? Yeah. Uh, Thor was fucking good. <laughs> it started out a little slow, and I was just, mostly I was just thinking, where are we fucking going? And then Galactus crashes, and then it's like, okay, yeah. it's a little better. And I still wasn't totally bought in until the end when Galactus gives Thor some fucking powers, and he's like, hey, Thor, me and you were going to fuck some shit up. Yeah, I don't even know like how you stop Thor at this point, because now he has the, his powers of a herald. And the powers of uh, Thor. Yeah, he's uh, got powers of Harold from Harold yeah. and Maud. Yeah. <laughs> like, he should just go, like, beat up Hela again, go beat up Malekith, and go marry Maud. So. <laughs> yeah, you can live your dreams, Thor. <laughs> no one show him that movie. Uh, let's just play the uh, song from Parks and Recreation, Catch Your Dreams. <laughs> I, I don't think I know that song. Catch your we don't. We don't have the rights to it. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Sorry, ne- Duke Silver. My Next, bad. we're going with uh, Dark Horse Comics. We finished from our one, and we're talking about Skull Digger and Skeleton Boy. I don't think you can say that from on the oh, world no, you're good. You're from good. the pages of Black Hammer. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck did you think of this book? Uh, like almost every single issue of Black Hammer number one, I thought it was okay. And yeah. I don't know until issue two, three, or five, like how great or how amazing it is. Yeah, um, it started kind of interesting. Like I'm not sure I I follow. Skull Digger's cool looking. I like I love his character design and his weapon. But at the end of the book, I'm like, I wanna know everything. They they introduced this insane new villain who I'm like, I wanna know about this person. Uh I think that's fair, but I also think too that's also on par for you for as much as I love the X-Men for you, it's Black that's Hammer. Fair. Yeah. And everything. and to be honest and and forthright is I love Black Hammer an unparalleled amount. He I, just has the words Black Hammer tattooed across his face. I honestly check every month and a half and comic or so sand. to see if they finally put out any Black Hammer merch. Yeah. Because the they not? second they do. No. That's there's crazy. some enamel pins. That's weird. One of them sold out before I bought it. And then the I mean, other you one. You just, just put like, 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 bl- like the hammer from Black Hammer on like a t shirt and it would sell. And just like, put Black Hammer. Just write yeah. Black Hammer on <laughs> yeah, it exactly. in the font and then you're yeah. good. That's I'll crazy. buy two of them. Yeah. Or have. I don't know. That's so weird. I'm really surprised about that. It's kind of shocking, right? Yeah. Let's just keep like, talking we, about merch. We have a group plush, like so from Saga. So why has there not been? Yes. Uh, Dark Horse needs uh, to get a new did merch you guy. Say a Gru. Yeah. What's his name? Goose. Goose. What's like, Gru from? Uh, G R U. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> My favorite film franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Never had the film take me on such an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> I cried. I cried again. And I kept crying. <laughs> just because, like, it awakened something in me. Yeah, I can't believe they killed all those kids in that film. <laughs> well, that's how they make minions. <laughs> uh, next up, we're going to talk about American Jesus from Image Comics by Mark Millar and Peter Gross. And this is a book unlike anything I've read by Mark Millar. I was not what I expected. Whatsoever. Same here. Yeah. I don't even know how I feel about this book, really, because I don't know if I'm like, wow, I don't want to read any more. I'm like, wow, I don't know where this book is going, and I want to keep going. It's about this. Do you know uh, the story of of Mary and Joseph? 
Because they were the mamas and the papas, right? Story is. Yeah, the mamas and the papas. <laughs> they recorded. Yeah. Uh, what's that one great album? Uh, no, I sorry. Think it, I think it's a self-titled. No, I'm thinking of Fleetwood Mac rumors. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what American Jesus basically is. Uh, it's about this it's uh, this just, teenage girl who that's gets. That's why they sing the chain so many times <laughs> in this. Who has an immaculate uh, conception? Uh, she learned from an angel that she's going Wait, to be giving the immaculate reception, like in the Steelers, exactly like that. Uh, yeah, she's, which is, yeah, we were talking about the Steelers earlier. Yeah, she's a huge Steelers fan, uh, despite <laughs> living in the Bronx. Uh, and she gets a visit from an angel to let her know that there's plans in place where she's either going to give birth to the new savior or the Antichrist. It all sounds like really cool and really exciting, but that's not what this book was. Like this book was basically. It's like that, but also if, if it was like the Young Pope or New Pope on HBO, which is a show I love, but like that's not what I expected from Mark Miller. Like no. this is a very there's no there's like no action. It's panels and pages of just dialogue and people talking about like her being pregnant, uh, her dealing with the pregnancy, and her par- The biggest action got is her parents are murdered in the end, and she runs away like with her boyfriend on a bus. Yeah. Uh, and it takes place. I want to say. Did you like this? I don't know. I I really don't know. I really enjoyed it because. I was never hooked. Like I was never like, yes, American Jesus, give it to me. But I was really intrigued throughout the book. I, w- I was flipping the pages like, what yeah. is going to happen next? I don't know. I don't know. And then her parents get murdered. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I still don't know what's going to happen. I, yeah, no fucking clue. I imagine it's going to be six issues. Uh, oh, you mean like everything Mark Miller's yeah. done in the last year? And I will and say, half? like, I did enjoy it more than the Sharky the Bounty Hunter, uh, which you which and I both worst. didn't like. Uh, uh, you no. read the, speaking of Mark Miller, I don't, I don't want to yeah. derail us too much here, but you read Prodigy yes. in its entirety, yeah. and your thoughts were? I like Prodigy a lot. I thought it tapered off a bit toward the end, but I oh, still enjoyed okay. it. That's not exactly what I remembered you saying. I pretty much remember like, you saying it's a turd covered in hair. I That doesn't sound like me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's fine. I, I would never say the word here. Uh. <laughs> that's it for our smaller but not major, but still pretty major uh, labels. So those two, those two. singular yeah. issues. Well, December, January aren't exactly big months. No, uh, really I'm not. sure February is going to be much of the same. Yeah, probably. Um, next up, we're jumping into DC. This is a black label book. It is a one-shot black label book. Which I didn't realize when I got yeah. it until the end of the book. And I was like, oh, huh. yeah, I guess it was. <laughs> that's uh, all there was to it. Dark Knight Returns, The Golden Child. Written by Frank Miller and Raphael Grandpa. I I still haven't read Dark Knight Master Race. Uh-huh. Uh, I know this takes place directly after that. Well, it's a really racist you know, or, book. Or, or some years. It's like, very like racist. Uh, I mean, I figured what the title uh, <laughs> in this book. But this book basically deals with uh, the Batman that appeared in uh, Master Race. And the son and daughter of Superman, Lara and Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Uh, dealing with this world where they're fighting Darkseid. And I thought this book was kind of a mess. Joker's back somehow. I don't know how he's back in this world. It's kind of all over the place. Uh, the art by Raphael Grandpa is arguably the best art of the of the week. Uh, there are moments where I'm just staring at the page, and I'm just like, "Wow, it's it's really really cool." But Frank Miller's story is: Can you stop writing fucking Dark Knight, dude? Can you write something else? I know you and I both liked Superman Dark Year Knight One. Master Race the, the, was not one of my one of my favorites. He also had John Romita with him. Yeah, yeah. I don't on know. That. Yeah, it's uh, it's unclear to uh, me yeah, yeah, if yeah. John Romita did any writing duties on there. I I don't think. I mean, I, I know Master Race Brian Azzarello wrote as well with him. 
Yeah. Uh, but this was him writing solo. I thought that I thought Master Race was a mess. I did. Uh, this book is interesting. Uh, I don't know. They, it, it's my it's my literary thing I've read from him in this Dark Knight R- Return to World. I I love all the dark side stuff. I, I can get behind all the dark side stuff. I'm cool with that. Everything else was just kind of cluttered, and for like a 90 page book to just be like, okay, I guess that's kind of how I felt at the end of it. Yeah. I guess that's fair. It's a fair. Yeah. I mean, it's 48 pages as well, too. Uh, so it's not like a typical, like, 24-page book. Was it only 48 pages? Yeah, it's 48 pages. It felt like it was a lot it longer. It did. There's a ton of dialogue in this book. and a ton of panels. Uh, and that's, that's Miller for you. Yeah. Uh, next up is Suicide Squad, number one, by Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor has made the jump to the dark side, everybody. Uh, talking about Suicide Squad? No, he went from... Uh, Marvel to DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And... I haven't read a good suicide book in a long, long time. Uh, so I don't I, think I've I, ever read a good I, suicide book. I like book. Tom Taylor a lot, though, so I was excited for this. And I like this book a lot. It started off a little slow, but then it got a yep. lot of fun. Agreed. And the, and the slowness paid off. Like, it, it needed to be there. It was intentional. Uh, and it totally worked out in the end. Yep. Uh, it starts off with a band of revolutionaries or freedom fighters. Uh, and you get their names and a brief introduction to their powers. Uh, and then we cut to the new Suicide Squad. And... We see Amanda Waller taking orders from someone, which is very, very out of character from Amanda Waller. So it makes you wonder what's going on there. You see the new squad. You have your standby favorites like Harley Quinn and Deadshot and Shark, which is not King Shark. I don't know. Uh, it might be King Shark, but it's called Shark. But then you have uh, some new guys as Deadshot and Harley Quinn complain that this is the worst Suicide Squad team ever. Yeah. You have Magpie, who's just a thief, who's out of her depth, as she says. Yeah. Uh, you have Cavalier. Who thinks he's a musketeer uh, and acts like it? Uh, who's driving them crazy? He basically just has a pointy sword. Yeah, and you have Zebra Man, uh, who has telekinetic powers. Yes, and uh, and that's Harley asking him if he got bitten by a radioactive zebra, and he said no. Nope. <laughs> and he's like, "Well, do you like zebras?" He's like, I "Haven't really thought about it." <laughs> <laughs> we get like we get like nothing like just the right amount of Zebra Man for it to be fun. Yep. And he's basically it's basically just quiet he doesn't like talk or anything and he's just there he's this big bulky guy who just looks like a zebra suicide squad is a harley quinn book yeah i mean uh, it's harley quinn and uh, friends yeah or, or and deadshot too i feel like deadshot plays a, yeah. a, a big part in it as well uh and on the front cover especially spoiler for this book it says by the end of this issue half of this team will be dead i was like well that's hard joke like that plays in line with suicide squad yeah. and it was 100 accurate half the team was dead by the end of this uh, book incorrect only two of the six were dead Oh, did Shark survive? Yeah, he's okay. in the he's in like the second to last panel. Okay, and so that's Harley's why bad at hate, math. That's why this book gets a yeah. zero. <laughs> they lied to me on the cover. Um, but so like it, it and there's it's a lot of fun. The humor's great. We have a mystery with Amanda Waller and who this new guy is that's bossing yeah. her around. Sure. Uh, and the Freedom Fighters are the ones they go and confront and kill. But it was all a ruse because he. Uh, wanted to use them. He implanted bombs in them, like their Suicide Squad, to use them as members of his new Suicide Squad, his new Task Force S. And he went ahead and killed one of them, uh, blew their heads off to prove that he was in control of them as well, too. So I think this is really, really interesting. And I haven't seen a Suicide Suicide Squad book like this. See, that was the only issue I had, was he's like, oh yeah, there was some dust that came around, and now you guys all have bombs in your head. Despite the fact that we never touched you. No, no. You got a bomb in your head. Yeah, they did. Uh, Deadshot shot him and it implanted the bombs. Cool. That, that, that's what that was. Fucking uh, lame. Anyways, let's yeah. keep going. Uh, next is the last book we're going to talk about. It's Wonder Woman Debtor by Daniel Warren Johnson. Another DC Black Label book. The only of the month. 
of the two months. Uh, no, uh, Dark Knight Golden Child is Black Label. Uh, well, it's a self-contained, so it yeah. doesn't count. And it's Frank Miller, and he's old. <laughs> Daniel Warren Johnson <laughs> is 92. <laughs> no, he's and not. Wonder, Woman, he's Wonder Woman's way older than that. She's at least a couple hundred years old. Young baby. What do you think of Wonder Woman Dead Earth? Uh, I can't. I thought it was a little slow, and then I enjoyed it, and then it got slow again, and then I really liked it. So I'm not sure. Like I like it. I'm going to keep on reading, but I'm not sure how I feel about it overall. I like that it's a Wonder Woman book for Black Label, so yeah. I think that's nice. Uh, and this is Jane Wan's art. Uh, I like it. Uh, I, I thought it, by the end I was sold on it. Massive change yeah. of pace for anything Wonder Woman. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Um, I I love it. Essentially, it takes place. It's this post-apocalyptic world. Uh, Wonder Woman wakes up like in this like spaceship type thing. She doesn't know why or where. Her powers are vastly weakened. She doesn't have her gauntlet. She doesn't have her uh t- lasso, no sword and shield, anything like that. Uh, all the superheroes are dead. She eventually runs into a mutated cheetah as well, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, at and the end, Bruce Wayne skeleton. Yeah, and it's basically just this world where she's trying Bruce to figure out what what's going on. Yeah, I thought it was weird. I thought it was weird that Bruce died while sitting on a couch while in costume. <laughs> yeah. That was the weirdest thing to me. That was the yeah. only part that I'm yeah. like, oh, that I mean, that's very out of character for Batman. Like Batman was dying, he would not go and sit on a couch. Yeah. Like if anything but that, I feel like it's really yeah. fucking odd, and I'm not sure yeah. that that we've seen the last of that. Um. So, I don't know. Uh, but it's interesting. I think my biggest complaint is, like, with more, like, Black Label as a whole. Because, like, Black Label is supposed to be, like, something different. Like, something darker or edgier for DC. And most of these books could just appear as any regular DC tale without the Black Label on there. Obviously, they're magazine size and they're often more than, like, 24 pages. But the stories themselves would work, almost for most of them, would work with any DC book, I feel like. Or the DC regular label. Yeah, I, I really like this book. And it's it's weird, and it's not too terribly dark, but Wonder Woman does kill some motherfuckers. So I kind of get why it's Black Label. Sure. She chops some heads yeah. off. I like it. Although there, I think there was a great scene. Uh, I think it was, speaking of killing people, I think it was in Suicide Squad, where maybe it was Shark, where the character punches someone through the head and their head explodes, and you see their eyeballs fly out of their head through yeah. the panel. <laughs> and that's just a regular uh, DC book. But anyways, as we do... Every month, we are now going to rank them. So, I think for my last place book, however many we have, I don't fucking know. I, I like I said, Avengers of the Wasteland is the bottom of the barrel. I've never That's seen the biggest twist of this podcast. <laughs> never seen these characters in this iteration before. I don't know who these people are. I don't care. Well, mine's going to be Dark Knight Returns, The Golden Child. As your bottom book. Bottom book, yeah. Wow. I, didn't, I thought it was a mess. I, Frank I didn't like Miller's it rolling over in his grave. Yeah. Well, so am I right now. <laughs> uh, for my next book, I think I am going to say Frank Miller's. Oh, wow. Huh. I didn't put him at the bottom, though. Oh, I okay. showed some respect. Uh, my next one is going to be from a newcomer, American Jesus by Mark Miller. Uh, newcomer? I just don't know how I feel about this book. So, like, I don't know if I like it or dislike it. I just know I like it more than The Golden Child. Sure. So that feels like the. The best place to put it. This just is is a really weird week because, or month, because I picked only, you and I picked only the best books. So every writer for every single one of these has some renown. And this is literally the toughest decisions I've had to make ever. That's true. It's probably our best selection of writers overall. Uh, when I, when you say probably, without a doubt in my mind, we've never had a selection this this difficult 
Uh, I'm going to have to pick uh, Al Ewing's Guardian of the Galaxy. And that's just personal preference. It's not that it's a bad book. You're going to hear me say that a lot. <laughs> it wasn't a bad book. Uh, I'm going to go with Star Wars by Charles Sewell. I did like it, but I liked half the book. Like like stuff with Luke, I didn't care for the other yeah. half. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna mirror that for Max one, Charles Sewell's Star Wars. Uh, I picked up towards the, ha- the latter half, the first half. What my cup of tea? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Skull Digger and Skeleton Boy. Uh, I liked it, but I just don't know where it's going yet, and I need more. And I'm actually one book behind on Black Label as well, too. Or Are Black you? Hammer. Yeah. Oh, but on Black Hammer, yeah. You're missing out on number four. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, American Jesus. Uh, Mark Miller's really good. I'm very curious to see where this goes. There just wasn't a ton of action. Will this one day be a Netflix show or movie? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it says Netflix on the back of the yeah. cover. Yeah, so. but that doesn't mean anything to me so far because they've seen zero <laughs> Mark Miller stuff on Netflix. I know. What the fuck's up with that? I know. Netflix is on the spines yeah. of comic books. I'm pretty sure that deal was announced before like the uh, animated Marvel hills. Half of them got canceled. But animation takes forever, and I think we'll probably see one of those hit the air before we see anything by Mark Miller or Netflix. It's bizarre. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Oh, my next one's going to be Avengers of the Wasteland. I liked it, uh, but I thought Thank it was God. the weakest one. You've finally uh, seen some reason. Of Ed Brinson's uh, post or old man whatever world that he's building. Uh, I'm going to put Hawkeye next. Uh, fun book. Fun book. That's all I got to say for it. Uh, I'm going to go with Guardians of the Galaxy Valley Ewing. I liked it a lot, uh, but... I'm more curious to see where it goes. Like the hook was great enough to where I really want to keep reading this and see where it goes. Uh, next for me is going to be suicide squad. Uh, suicide squad's fun. It's enjoyable. And that's about as far as it goes. Next for me is going to be one. I will Woman- not be picking it up monthly. Next for me is going to be one woman dead earth by Daniel Warren Johnson. Uh, I really liked it. And I like that was one woman book. And like, like Matt mentioned, like, Art-wise, we've seen nothing like this for Wonder Woman. So I like that. Seeing something new and different for her as far as the look. Uh, so I think I'm curious. Not, I'm going to keep reading the series. Well, I hope you do. Um, because I think I will too. Um, <laughs> next for me. Let's see. I got one, two, three, four, five. Left. Ooh, fucking hey. I'm going to put Doctor Strange next. I don't think it quite tickled my funny bone the way I wanted uh, I'm gonna, but it was some of the art in there, like you said earlier, to your point. Just, wow. Yeah, I'm going to go right there with you. I'm going to go with Doctor Strange as well. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was great. I love the beginning more than the ending. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of like Doctor Strange being thrown into whatever world by the Wrecker. But the stuff with him being a surgeon in the hospital and seeing, like you mentioned, the art was amazing. Like That stuff, that, that, that would pull me into the series. Uh, next for me is going to be Thor. The first half is just slow. It's just real slow. I enjoyed it a lot. A lot, a lot, but the first half is a little slower. That's going to be Marvels by Alex Ross and Jim Gruderick. Um, it was a lot, but I thought it was going to be like th- this book was the biggest surprise for me this month. Yeah, I can I can stop my my fanboying now. I'll put Jeff Lemire's uh, Skull Digger at number three. Really cool, fun, enjoyable book. Uh, I've got issue number two at home, ready to go. I think Thor number two came out today too. I believe well. you're correct. I haven't made it to the comic book store yet today. Uh, well, that's terrible. I mean, it's it is now well after closing. I don't think I'm gonna make you it. You need to demand that they open. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Suicide Squad number one by Tom Taylor. I loved it. I thought it was great, and I, I can't wait for more. 
uh, my number two of the week is going to be, um, oh man, this is fucking tough. I like that we have two different top two books. Yeah. I really enjoy this. This is, this shows you how much better I am than Alex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with One Room and Dead Earth, I think. Yeah. Uh, why? Was it because you liked it? Yeah, it was because I liked it. Yeah. This is the, <laughs> Top tier analysis you can expect henchmen to comics. Yeah, this is the hard hitting stuff that, yeah. that you've come to know and love. That's why we've won twenty five. It was Pulitzer's. good. I read it and I liked it. Yeah, we are a Peabody winning podcast. <laughs> Don't check with the Peabody Foundation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, has Ben Stein ever written a podcast this good? Yeah, never. And I've watched every episode of When Ben Stein's Money. Did you uh, ever win any of it? All the time. <laughs> it's called tax crime. Uh, My number two is going to be Thor. Uh, it was great. I didn't have high hopes for anyone following Jason Aaron, so this is more than I ever thought that it could be. That means Alex's number one is Hawkeye. You're killing me. <laughs> What's my number one? Uh, but yes, my number one is Hawkeye. It, this is a, this is a Matthew Rosenberg that I love and stuff that I want to see from him. And Otto Schmidt is one of my favorite artists uh, working in comics these days. So I really like this pairing. I can't wait to see Otto Schmidt do more work in the Marvel Universe. So that means your number one is Marvel's. Marvel's X by Alex Ross. Yes, Marvel's uh, X. Marvel's is a completely different book. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it straight up fucking is. Uh, I I liked it. I loved Alex Ross's tale. I thought it was really unique. I thought it was uh, really kind of fucking wild. Yeah, and I will say that out of everyone we've talked about, he does have the best first name of anyone. Uh, <laughs> really, I kind of thought it made him look like a bitch, but you know. Uh, come back next week. We're going to be talking about Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons on the CW Seed. If you don't know what the CW Seed is, it's an app that is free. The show is free for you to watch. And we'll be talking about part one next week. Uh, as always, you can email us at henchmanatcomics at gmail.com. Uh, find us on your MySpace. You can kick us. Uh, feel free to use Snapchat uh, or TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, we're, we're all over those places. Uh, like and subscribe. And that's all I got for you. Uh, for the Henchman of Comics, I'm Alex Ashback. And I am Raphael's grandpa. Henchman ain't easy.